Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more, the fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18plusbegambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. This is a game day podcast from TalkSport. Hello, folks. This is the Game Day Preview Podcast from TalkSport, the show that dissects each and every weekend Premier League fixture with the forensic precision of a Kevin De Bruyne through ball and the consistency of an Erling Brought Holland goal-scoring record. Now, this week, we bring you Jose's return to the bridge, but after shooting blanks in the Champions League, he's not the only one looking for ammunition. Frank's foals aren't firing either. Also this week, it's second against third as Leicester welcome Manchester City to the King Power with Pep doing a sterling job of declaring his undying love for his club. Oli being jolly again now seems a little bit rash as Marcus suffers a setback. It doesn't bode well, but they chasten Chelsea. So why are most of their fans more worried about Watford? Also, Arteta's Arsenal welcome Ancelotti. Wolves chase the Canaries. Saints can finish off their relegation worries with a victory over Villa. And there's a battle for mid-table mediocrity at Selhurst Park. This is Game Day from TalkSport. This is Game Day, Premier League preview show. On the pod this week, an Irishman who played at more clubs than Craig David, who always is desperate to pass his knowledge on and fill you in. It's David Connolly. How are you? I'm very good. I'm just looking up Twitter handles. Are you? I didn't even know what a Twitter handle oh was. Oh my but God. I'm having a look now. Okay, so you can tweet us at any time at Sam Matterface for me. Nicole is. At Nicole Holiday. And David is. Is looking for one. Okay, yeah. so what, what would you suggest? Um, oh, well. Uh, am I allowed to say what my suggestion was earlier? I think it was. Uh, Sexy David 101. Sexy oh. David 101. I don't know why I went Should for I 101. Search? Is that available? Should I search for that? I think we should have that. <laughs> sexy David 101 would Sounds be a good great to me. Ha- yeah. handle, Twitter handle, at Sexy David 101. Is it available? Um, yes, it yes. is. You better sign up now. <laughs> I'm doing it. Do How? it, please. It's got a ring to it. And Quick, we can take a pass cute... Pass the phone to Nicole now. <laughs> okay. She will do the rest. We can take a cute little profile picture for you yes. as well. Okay, let's oh, do that. Oh, how do I do this? I don't know. Like, what are you That's on? why I've handed it to you. I have no idea. Is that some... What is that? I don't, I don't even know. know. It's, I've a look, never it's, seen... a look. it's like a domain website. Is that the right place? No. Am I in the wrong place? Just... Okay. Um, <laughs> David. Yeah. That's just a website, David. That's not Twitter. <laughs> oh. But thank you very much for... Uh, leave it with me. Yeah. yeah we, do, we certainly will leave it with you. Um, also, returning to the podcast this week, Nicole Holiday, who is still a fan of 10th place Arsenal, who have a big game this week against the team they're chasing in the race for 9th place. Oh, they're on the verge of something special. Oh, yes. Oh, I was waiting for that, and I'm so glad it came. Uh, yeah, but do you know what, Sam? I think this is the first time ever that I've sat here... On this podcast, after Arsenal have won, <laughs> and it's, it's a only nice her twelfth appearance of the season. <laughs> um, and Everton, of course, managed by a bloke who you could have appointed as your manager. 
No, no, I'm don't not having Don't throw any a strop. You don't want to be compared to Deli Alley. <laughs> no, but ju- I don't have a water bottle here, so that wouldn't work. Uh, I'm happy with Arteta. You've I got the juice. I don't need Ancelotti. I do have a juice, but yeah. I've not finished it, so I'm not going to chuck it anyway. No, that's okay. <laughs> throw it over Sexy David 101. <laughs> right, shall we get to the big game? Oh, yes. Abraham finds Willian inside the area right and sorry, number four! Now Willian gets in on the act, fed by Tammy Abraham and a low drive into the bottom corner. Lucas Moura onto Kane and then back to Ericsson. Ericsson drifting the ball to the far side. Oreo dabs it down. Ali over the top of the goalkeeper on the volley and in. And Tottenham are in front and Deli Ali is back amongst the goals. Cross to Abraham who heads it down. Henderson Metz gets a match to miss of it. And Tammy Abraham's tucked it home. Mistake from Dean Henderson. And Tammy Abraham makes it three goals in two games to set Chelsea on their way at Stamford Bridge. At 12, that. <laughs> Hold on. We've got to sign him up for Sexy David 101. Bloggingwizard.com? Is that right? <laughs> I just Googled it. It is really available. Come on, let's sign you up. Have you downloaded Twitter yet? How'd you do that? Just download Twitter from the App Store. This, I think this makes a great podcast. It is. It's better than some of the stuff that's come out. (laughs) All right. It's not some fancy... We'll we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. We will definitely do it in the next break. Just... Let's go. 12.30 this Saturday, live on TalkSport on game day and across the world on Premier League Live. It's Chelsea against Spurs. Tottenham's defeat to Leipzig was only prevented from being more comprehensive uh, than it was, I think, because of Hugo Lloris, really. He played very well in the game. Mm. They've no Kane to lean on, no Son to take over. But they are taking on a team that arguably have even more to worry about. Chelsea have one win in 2020 in the league. They've missed chances galore. They've let in goals when they shouldn't have let in goals. They suffered key injuries. They've got goalkeeping issue, really. And now even VAR is deserting them. Uh, just the fixture that Jose wanted, you think, Nicole? Yeah, you'd think so. I mean, Chelsea obviously just lost 2-0 to Man United as well. Uh, they're not looking great at the moment. It's funny because obviously when Frank Lampard came in, everyone was like, oh, look at this. He's using the youth. They're doing so well. And they started off really well. But something's kind of not really clicking at the moment. But the thing is with Spurs right now is they're also going to massively struggle. No Son, no Kane. You wonder where their goals are going to come from. I don't know. I think this is going to be quite a, a strange fixture. But obviously it's fourth versus fifth. So much emotion so with the, it as yeah. well with Chelsea and Tottenham not getting on particularly well and Jose coming back to the bridge. Chelsea stats actually, David, are quite good in between the two penalty boxes. The two key areas being they wasted chances. The game against Manchester United although they conceded two headed goals, actually, they had great chances in the first half. Batshuayi missed an absolute yeah. sitter. It, sums up, it kind of sums up their, their season so far. And you can see the frustration of Frank, can't you? Mm. I think they are second in terms of stats, which I think you alluded to there, behind Man City in well, terms of expected shots. Expected goals, if yeah. you look at expected goals conceded, they're, 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 they're underperforming with a concession they're, and, and underperforming in terms look, of conversion rate. They didn't look like... Michi Batshuayi didn't really look like scoring. Only when no Giroud trust. came on but did when, they look like scoring. Mm. With all due respect to Michi Batshuayi, and I, you know, he's, he's obviously a nice guy, whatever, and he's working quite hard. But ultimately, ability-wise, I'm not necessarily sure he's a not Champions League enough. striker. Well, I don't think technically, yeah. but I can understand why he started him because he's probably thinking, well, with that United backline, maybe his pace and power will get us up the pitch. But as it is, I mean, he had his oldest team, his starting team. That was his oldest starting team. If you think about of the first season, game of the yeah. season, yeah. 
So the first game of the season, they were basically kids. The, the kids, you know. Um, and now, obviously, they had the midfielder, Jorginho, um, Kante, Kovacic, which is as old as it can get. That, you're mitigating that factor, of course, is the fact that they've got 38-year-old Willy Caballero in yes. goal, which drags the average age up quite a bit. Well, yeah. that is a, you've got to remember, that is a huge... Well, is it a huge call? Obviously, you, you don't think so because obviously no, save, save percentage is so low. Great, yeah. And obviously, every every shot near enough ends goes up in. Go, goes in. But that's a big call to have a seventy-plus million-pound player on the bench, and obviously, questions surely will, will be asked in terms of what do they do next? Yeah, in but the summer. I like that. Buy a new goalkeeper. I would yeah. Have well, it doesn't matter how much you've paid for that player. At the end of the day, if they're not performing and they're not doing well enough, you need to you need to show them what will happen. You need to bench them surely. Yeah, I, but no, Caballero is also not been good enough either. Well, I don't think he's got the options. I mean, obviously, you've got Master and Apprentice here. And funnily enough, obviously, Frank's won twice against him. And he's shown real versatility. He played a back three, didn't he, the last time they met. Yep. So he mixed it up, caught, I think, Mourinho a little bit by surprise. So that yep. worked. What will he have in store here? Um, and you'd like to think that probably Jose, Jose, sorry, yeah. it's, it's Jose, isn't it? It's We've had that before, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jose, not yeah. Jose. Yeah. yeah. Jose. Um, well, he's going to lu- use Lucas Mora or Lucas Maurer? Which yeah, one that's right, use? yeah. Um, I think that when he's back against Only the wall... Only one of them exists. Yeah. Um, he normally sort of comes out fighting, doesn't he? Um, he however, does. And will he be thinking about not losing this game rather than winning it? Absolutely, though? yeah. I mean, there's one point now between them. So they've they've sort of close that gap mm. like really really well despite injuries despite you know maybe not playing at their absolute best they weren't great in the FA Cup but they always found a way to get through so you think that you know I think a point here for them will be I think he'll take that as a good result um, where are Spurs' goals going to come from David alluded to it 20 of their 43 Premier League goals this season have been scored by Harry Kane or Heung-Min Son Deli Ali's next on the list. He was subbed on Wednesday uh, through yeah, a water bottle. Yeah, and he's bottle. not been good <laughs> through his water bottle, through his boots as well. Don't forget them. Why doesn't he fancy Troy Parrott? Oh, this is what I don't understand. He's, what, 18 years old. He's probably their only proper option as a centre forward, really. But he, he didn't have him on the bench, did he? I, I don't I He, he don't clearly know. doesn't fancy him. He, no, I mean, he doesn't. He's made that abundantly clear. I think well, he's look, saying he's... he needs to work harder as well. So obviously he's not happy with what he's seeing from him in training, you would assume. That's all you can take from it. Well, look, Mourinho, I'll call him Mourinho so you don't have to quibble, <laughs> do we, about... No. no. Um, you know, then I think he feels, is he one for the kids? Now, I guess Lampard no. wants and really embraces the kids and giving the youth a chance and he has that closeness with that bond that people probably gets from Mourinho that's how he wants his, to be with his players but you get the feeling that Mourinho and I know people at Tottenham that relationship that the academy had because basically the academy is on one side of the of, of the training ground yes, and the first team are on the other the canteen the academy are on one side and you can look for a window and you can see the first team but I think with Mauricio the, the lines were very blurred uh, it was yeah. it, it was you know so it, it was great that, that synergy I don't think that's there now quickly going back to the Leipzig game I'm Obviously, Ethan Ampadu played in the centre mm-hmm. of that mm. Leipzig defence and he looked quite a composed, elegant, crisp passer of the ball. Which is what he is, yeah. Which he has been for many years, yeah. actually, d- yeah. despite the fact he's still very young. Yeah. He does a very good job when playing for the Wales team in the similar sort of position or even in midfield, actually. Chelsea have loaned him out. Mm-hmm. Does that look like a little bit of a mistake now? Well, possibly. Or what I would say is he didn't. He wasn't playing that much football and I know clubs in the Championship yes. tried to get him back yeah. and Leipzig said, well, no, he's not coming and Chelsea didn't have a recall. Um, look, he can play uh, in a back three. He could play left centre-back. Centre back. Uh, he could play midfield, holding midfield. He's got the lot um, so he'd be a, certainly a player that I think he needed games 
But I think yeah. for the future, it would be another one Frank, I think, would would want to have amongst his ranks. Yeah, he was talking to the Moose, actually, wasn't he, uh, in the last couple of days in which he was talking about, you know, going and getting experience and mm-hmm. slightly different life as well. And actually someone's taught him, you know, a new the German influence has, has made him look very good. He looks svelte, mm. smart, his new hair. Yeah, haircut. I know, right? That? Looks good, right? So different. Uh, OK, coming up, uh, Reds plan to hammer the EastEnders and we delve into the game day velvet bag. this Saturday, it's Leicester against Manchester City, second against third. And the biggest worry for Manchester City is that that they are complicit in surrendering the earliest title defence in the world to Liverpool. It's not beyond the realms of possibility that they end up losing this game and bringing the coronation date a little bit closer. However, Leicester City, so far this season, Tottenham apart, haven't really been able to compete in these big, big games, have they? No. We saw them against Liverpool, didn't we, where they were... Outclassed, blown away, completely blown away. They've had the winter break, and and obviously Brendan gave them a week off, and they were so flat uh, against Wolves. Mm-hmm. They were just nowhere near it. I mean, Jamie Vardy, I think he touched it in an hour, touched the ball seven times, mm-hmm. something like that. We did touch on that on the podcast last week. We wondered whether or not there might be a few teams that might come back from the winter break and not hit the yes. ground running, because sometimes when you've had a bit of a rest, it does take you a well, little while to start the engine. Yeah, that's right, and I think whether I said it on this or another show... Might be I, the case this week with one or two as well who yeah, are coming back. I had it in Holland, and, and um, you know, I think if you have a long build-up, it, I don't think it works. There's a sort of nice amount of time, and I think you know a few days is enough but it seems like there's still injury. So this break hasn't really helped in terms of injuries. There's still been a lot of players that have got injured. So Mm. it hasn't had the desired effect in terms of making players fresh. And I don't think it's had a desired effect of 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 giving those teams a, a reboot in Bounce terms of they come back. Yeah, yeah and, and the, that performance Friday was really flat. They're going to have to come out firing. Laporte's back, which I think is a bonus, obviously, yeah. for Man City. I guess Vardy probably wants to get firing again. Eight games without a goal for Jamie Vardy. Why isn't he yeah, scoring? That, I mean, that's quite mad, isn't it? But then he scored 17 goals in 24 appearances. So that, you know, we know that he's incredibly talented. I didn't realise it had actually been that many games Eight without games a goal. That is a long time, As a striker, yeah. you start getting really irritated by statistics like that, especially yeah. when people keep talking about it. But, but then I think he's really confident. I don't think Vardy's the type of guy that would be paying any attention to that. I think he backs himself, I think. But don't you think, I would be worried if I only touched the ball... 10 times a game which he does mm. right it means you've got to be absolutely ruthless when Precise. you get that opportunity which he and was being in the first part was. of the season that was one of the key features mm. wasn't it he wasn't touching the ball much yeah. but he was being ruthless with his precision yeah and so maybe when that dries up you know and, and I looked at him running around against against Wolves and he, he was just barely in the game so um, that would be a concern for them no doubt but look he's got the pace to trouble that City back line um, he just needs to be released a little bit early he needs the likes of Barnes and Madison to get on the ball again yeah but Leicester have only won one in fi- their past five Premier League games I mean that's pretty poor because we were banging on about them, you know, the past couple of months. Lucky how good enough, they've been though, and everybody else who's fighting for the top four is equally as poor. Th- but this, this is why it's such a weird season, isn't it? Because, yeah, you look at United, you look at Spurs are going to have a tough time now. Chelsea are having... But the invitation is there, though. If you put spell. two or three mm. good wins together, all of a sudden you start to put a bit of distance between yourself and the other contenders. It's something that Chelsea did earlier in the campaign where they went seven games, I think, without defeat and ended up shooting up that table and actually cemented their place in the top four and have been difficult to dislodge since. I think, look, they're, they're probably... I don't know if they... Would they rather play City at home or away? Judging by the, the empty seats at the empty had oh, the other night. Empty had! Whoa, 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 whoa. Did he just go there? 
Sexy David 101 has just lost a lot of followers. Empty hat. Do you know what? I've actually not had anyone say that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, you're down to four followers. Yeah. We well, only oh, had six yeah. anyway. But, yeah. but I did like their chant, Shake Mansour, my lord. Um, but yeah, there was obviously a lot of empty empty seats. I don't know. Would Leicester like to go to the City Stadium? Oh, um, I don't know. I think either way. I think that was to do with UEFA competition. It, of course it was. I'm just being facetious. You are. Yeah. You are. You just yeah. trying to stir the little hot, the pot, aren't yes. you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I thought it'd be it, interesting. It's controversy gets your followers, mate. Does it? Yeah, yeah. Is apparently that a good, so. You might get two more do. back. Yeah, yeah okay. you might go back up to six. But I thought it'd be interesting to see how City came out against West. I mean, look, you're playing West Ham. It's, it's going to be fine, isn't it, when you're Manchester City? But obviously all the drama that's been happening with Manchester City, with the potential ban, etc. Um, I did kind of think, ooh, how are they going to come out after this? Is it going to have... Because as a player, surely it's something that's going to be on your mind, right? I think some teams got lucky in terms of who they played after the break. I think Liverpool did, playing Norwich, and I think Man City did playing West Ham and I think you know I don't think neither team had to really be at their absolute best to win mm. and City weren't and I thought West Ham competed really really well but you know just don't look like scoring once you get the first goal then oh, that's rubbish. it game over enough, are they? Uh, this is Leicester manager Brendan Rodgers 300 top flight matches a manager 197 in the Premier League 103 in the Scottish Premiership Rodgers though have never lost a Premier League home game against Manchester City 1-3 drawn 1 that's, that's Can I use that as a common text code? No. no. <laughs> Can you cut it? You cannot it? cheat. Oh, damn it. Let's get into the velvet bag. <whistles> Lucy will spend a bit of time with you afterwards and <laughs> talk to you about Twitter and what, what happens on it. Okay, so I've now just looked for you. Thank you right? very much. I've found you and I am following you. <laughs> I am your first follower. Yeah, but does that mean all the people who follow you, you will then follow me? No! Because no. I haven't tweeted that you're on it. Oh, I, okay. I will. <laughs> Hold on, people. Oh, found you. Oh, that is a good picture. Oh. Isn't that nice? Action shot. Follow. So, yeah, Lucy's going to be the third. <laughs> Look, see? Look. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Build it, they'll oh, come. Oh, God, this is great. Okay, let's delve into the Velvet Bag where we pick out randomly a game for one of our panel to preview in just one minute. Let's start with David Conley. And David, give me Burnley versus Bournemouth. Your time starts now. Wow. Burnley, what a victory last week against Southampton. Vidra's goal was absolutely outstanding. We watched that, didn't we, together? Yes, we did. Their little good. lift with his left peg, and what a goal. Um, however, they have got the worst pass completion in the Premier League, but do they care? Uh-uh. I think they're about five points off Sheffield United, so they're going great guns at uh-huh. this moment in time. Um, the only issue for them is, I guess, Wood is out with another sort of injury, hamstring, um, up against a Bournemouth side are absolutely desperate, desperately in need of a result. Um, poor, poor, I guess, result against um, Sheffield, although Callum Wilson did come up with a goal, so that's a bonus for them. I mean, they've got some very, very tough fixtures to play, and they've got to play eight of the top nine. Mm. So, you know, they're really running out right? a chance, yeah, a chance to get points. So I think they certainly need something. Would Vidro want to want to get on the mark again? Will he start? That'll be the question. I guess he probably will in the absence of the likes of Wood. So I'm going for a home victory here for Burnley. Okay. It's about eight Is that too early? Short, oh. Fill it with something. You should have just said your Twitter handle at the end there, oh, and uh, you would sugar. have filled the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> that, that crescendo it went on. Was it a crescendo? Not really, mm-hmm. but it, 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 you close, started the music the a bit early. Yeah. So I finished early. Just, 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 hey. to, just to let you know that when he says that, he's not actually looking at me. He's looking at Lucy, <laughs> the producer. Just, just. Well, Lucy's in charge. The music actually starts late. <laughs> 
<laughs> he actually did. That's not like criticism of anyone. I'm just saying it, it started. I know I'm criticizing you. I'm giving you the facts. I'm just, I assume. <laughs> I assume that then it was coming to an end once the music starts. So it should be like. Okay. All right. Well, Can we okay. have Whatever. That? Lucy, that's just feedback from David, and he's very good at giving feedback to everyone. Uh, right. Okay. So let's see what Nicole's oh, going to get. I hate oh. this. This actually stresses me out. Do you know that? Good. Sheffield United versus Brighton, go. Okay, all right. Sheffield United, they are currently sixth in the Premier League. Do you know what? What a season they have had so mm. far. Um, they are obviously going to be looking at those Champions League spots, especially if Man City's ban is upheld. Um, defensively, they've been great. Dean Henderson has been brilliant in goal. Nine clean sheets so far. Very impressive. Ollie McBurney actually scored against Brighton last time out, so they should have their eyes on him. Brighton, on the other hand, 15th in the Premier League table. Not a great season for them at all. Uh, they haven't won a Premier League game in their last six matches as well. So uh, they all need every point that they can get. But Sheffield United, Bramwell Lane, that's not going to be an easy place to go at all. You've got to back Sheffield United in this game. I think they're going to get those three points. They're going to win. David Connolly, keep counting me out. Mic drop moment. Just say your okay, Twitter handle. Uh, yeah. uh, Sexy David 101, please follow him. Love you, thanks, bye. God, this is a long minute, isn't it? Jeez. I told you. I swear this, this feels longer than usual. Yeah, it does. does it? Does yeah. it? Yeah. It's That's a long really weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Lucy. Have you been doing? Me. Is it now ninety seconds? No, no, no. Right, okay. That means I'm left with Manchester United again. Gonna smash it. Okay. Uh, midweek distractions aside in the Europa League, actually, it's been a relatively good week for Manchester United, I suppose. With the fact they've beaten Chelsea, they went to Stamford Bridge, they won by two goals to nil, didn't concede. De Gea kept a clean sheet. Harry Maguire uh, ended up scoring again from two set pieces, well, one set piece and one uh, cross from the right wing, which I thought was a really good header from Anthony Martial, bearing in mind that recently he has struggled in front of goal. Um, in summation, though, if you look at the week as a whole, Bailly is back, which is good. Um, defended well at Chelsea. Rashford's injury, a bit of an issue, I think, because from what I understand, it's going to be a little bit longer than previously thought. Bruno Fernandes has fitted in well. Is it going to be as long as this music? Created a <laughs> lot of opportunities for himself and other people. Watford, now they're in a bit of an odd situation because they've had 15 days rest. They didn't play particularly well in their last couple of games, surrendered late leads. Everyone thought when Nigel Pearson came in that they would actually stay up now, but I'm not entirely sure. Oh, he's gone over. Still you did well. That's where, no, but that's that the same felt, as going under. That felt like a long minute, though. I got more to say. I got more to say. I could go. I could be more concise. Who does insummation play for? Never heard of him. I think he's a defender. Yeah, right back. Isn't that isn't that Aston Villa? He plays. He plays. He's a striker. Oh, the new one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Smatter. Oh, that's it. Let's get to Anfield. Fredericks delivers in towards Alea. Akamati! Oh! It's a sensational second goal! Mane with Ernie Rafinha to beat, and it's Firmino coming forward. Firmino here, surely to win it. He scores! It could be a history making goal for Liverpool! And now they're in trouble because it's picked up by Salah, who sends it on to Mane, who's scurrying through the West Ham half of the field. Salah's in space on the far side. If he can pick it out, he can. And he gets his 11th goal of the season by tucking it underneath Joe Hart and putting Liverpool into the lead inside the 21st minute. It was a West Ham corner at one end, and very quickly Liverpool broke. They sped through the gears with Mane and Salah, and the Egyptian provided the finishing touch once more. 
West Ham meekly surrendered again against Manchester City. Oh, you, you seem to think they played okay during that game. Um, usually when you go on a treacherous run of fixtures like this, you know, and people say, well, they've got no chance, West Ham, because they've got uh, this team, this team, this team, this team, this team. You can never really predict results, can you? So saying something like that often comes back and bites you in the backside. But it is West Ham. They've already lost to Manchester City. They've got Liverpool this weekend. Saints to come straight afterwards, which is a big game for them. Then they've got Arsenal, Wolves, Tottenham and oh. Chelsea to follow after this game with Liverpool. Look, by the time they get to April the 4th and they've got that game with Chelsea, they are going to need to win almost every single yeah. remaining oh, game. Now, I said it a couple happening. of weeks ago that I think they are going down. Mm. And I have seen nothing since it's changed in my mind. And I say this every week now because it looks to me like they're in a really perilous position. Yeah, David, you see, you said that you thought they played well against City. I just think generally they are so. I thought they did okay. The I, I didn't. I didn't think they did well, but I thought they did okay to to still be in the game. Basically. I just think they have. Is that no more pace? about Manchester City though than it was about West Ham? I mean, if, if Manchester City really wanted to... James Fielding is now following me. This is really working. I thought this was a joke. <laughs> no, no, it's true. This is so oh exciting. We have set it up But he's you. got a proper name, just James Fielding. I've yeah. got some idiotic name. We will change that at some <laughs> stage. One let's, day. Let's get your followers up. My Twitter father <laughs> yeah. over there. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, but seriously, on a West Ham note, they're in a situation where nothing seems to be working for them. And now, now they've played all of their trump cards. They changed the manager. They went into the January transfer market and spent a little bit of money or mm. tried to acquire some new bodies. But ultimately, those, those tricks have been pulled now. What's left for David Moyes to do? How, I don't know. How I mean, can he change it? I, I look back at the... I think the Brighton game was, was the one where they were, you know, up pretty comfortable and then basically twice. threw it away with comical, absolutely comical defending. goal lead yeah. twice in that game. I know, it's just incredible. And obviously then when you've got the fixtures that, that they've got coming up, you look at that game and you think, wow, you know, this is going to be, it's going to be so difficult for them to, to, to get out of it. Make no mistake, yeah. it really is. And, you know, who are they going to rely on? Alaire? Well, he, was, he was on the bench, wasn't Aj- he? Yeah, Ajeti? I know. Ajeti, it's so, it's so difficult for them. Yeah, no, the recruitment's this, not been good enough, has it? Really? No, it hasn't. And the thing is, yeah, you look at these fixtures and you're going right. They're not. They're obviously not going to win against Liverpool. Obviously, lost to City. You never know against Saints, but against Arsenal, Wolves, Spurs, Chelsea, you're thinking they're not. They're not going to get points. Usually, from that. like I was saying at the top, there is a result in there that someone pulls out. But you just have no confidence in, in West no. Ham United about doing that. The worst thing I think actually that could have happened to West Ham was that Liverpool were defeated by Atletico in midweek because mm-hmm. they've got no chance of replicating that and Liverpool I would imagine having suffered a rare well, defeat would be quite stunning surely they'd be getting that video right and just analysing, analysing it and just yeah, yeah. can we but I don't, I don't copy think that does it not work Ham, like that West Ham no. sold the gears. no no so it's going to be yeah it's going to be so hard for them they certainly um, can't bring Diego Costa off the bench no uh, David and I were at Norwich last weekend and Liverpool didn't actually play great in the first half, did they? But they tweeted it at half-time. Jurgen Klopp, uh, I spoke to him afterwards and he was like, when you got Sadio Mane on the bench, you've got a player who can yeah. come and turn games like that for you. You're always in a good position. Yeah. And I, I must admit, I said to you at half-time, Liverpool will win this game. I, I, believe, I believed all the way through that they would come up with something in that second half to win it. But what they did do was they gave up chances and if it doesn't come back to haunt them this weekend, it may well come back to haunt them 
later down the line. Yeah, I know. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to clutch at straws here and make it, no an chance, argument. No That's difficult. Um, no I mean, we, stand, but you know, we, somebody we, else might score against them. We, we tried, didn't we, in the, in the Norwich game to think, right, how could they score? Now, you know, obviously Rupp had an opportunity. Timu Puki had a Puki, bit more pace yeah. to get yeah. away from Van Dijk. But again, that was snuffed out pretty quick. Um, they were all half chances, weren't they? There were no yeah. direct no. situations where you thought, oh, they, no. they, they, it's taken a miraculous save or a stupid miss or the goalkeeper. I mean, the, the Allison save on Rook was was a good intervention. Yeah, but it absolutely, wasn't, it wasn't a save. What you would say is that Liverpool had to delve into their reserves, which they'll have to do again. In terms of well, okay, they had Marnie on the bench; he probably won't be on the bench, but at least it forced Liverpool into making a change to try and win the game. All West Ham, I think, could do is just try and frustrate as best they can, which is going to be very, very difficult for as long as they can. But, you know, they've got that added, that added sort of firepower that they can turn to, whether it's the Ox yeah. who's grabbing goals. Yeah, they've got it's, such squad depth. Yeah, that's that's the issue for them. Yeah, on the Friday night on the Game Day Countdown show before uh, Norwich Liverpool, I actually made a bit of a bold shout, kind of in, in a bit of a jokey way, yeah. that I thought Norwich might be able to... Uh, steal a few points off of Liverpool especially coming back like we were saying coming off of the winter break you never know um, and so when it was going all of those minutes without a goal I was like come on Norwich we've got this think of how much everyone will be laughing if at, I get my prediction right but at no at Nicole Holiday on Twitter <laughs> um, I've just got messages is this you see David with a what's it an emoji yeah. laughing oh, emoji oh yes it is an emoji just how respond are people, back saying yes it is how are people already finding out about this because he's that wow. popular oh, when, you've got, when, you're, when, you, when you're that quality People do find you eventually. Amazing. Um, as, as you said to us in a break, um, build it and they will come. Uh, the goalkeeper was brilliant. A big reason of why they've kept 10 clean sheets. But in where the was there one League little games. weak area? Their weak area? I think area Southampton... Uh, we had Trent Alexander-Arnold. Well, not necessarily, yes, but maybe down the right a little bit where they were, were looking... getting exposed in that yeah, situation. Yeah, they were. And Southampton did that. Yeah. Southampton, and they're unlucky. Southampton played really well against them in the West first Ham half. West Ham got anyone who yeah, can penetrate down that side? No, and they have no pace. Yeah. Well, like, Mikel Antonio could if he plays him out wide. If he plays him, he's got the pace and power. But then it means... He's got to put someone down the middle, whether that's LA. Uh, Adam Lallana's going to leave Liverpool in the summer. I think that's pretty much common knowledge now. David and I uh, were in the tunnel with him at the Leicester game. You spoke to him and he sort of intimated that that might be mm. the case. Yep. I mean, he's been linked with Leicester City, who are going to make a formal approach, apparently, although I'm not sure you can really do that at this stage of the season. But anyway, um, the fact of the matter is, is that when we were talking, we expect him to go abroad. Yeah, and I think that that was what he was kind of uh, alluding to, that it might be somewhere like that um, but as it is if it is Brendan Rodgers obviously signed him for Liverpool I think yeah. it'd be a really good signing for Leicester I think it's another talented technician if something ever happened to James Madison you know mm-hmm. someone came in offered mega bucks which they probably will do would Adam then fulfil that role he can certainly fulfil one of those sort of creative roles if, if and, uh, as long as he stays fit which is the key thing but obviously he's got a fan in him in Brendan so. even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18+, begambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Certainly. Right, let's get to the Dream Team section of the programme. And here he is, Mr. Andrew Butler. How are you? Okay. Hello, Sam. How are you doing? Any right. singing this week? No, no singing. It's a kind of I'm having my little hiatus. No singing uh, season. Still in the choir, but yes. uh, no big gigs coming up. Okay, walked so. anybody home? Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, Always best on hiatus for that as well. Okay. Yeah, right, only yeah. certain times of the year. <laughs> yeah. Ladies of London, beware. This is winter break. <laughs> <laughs> it's taking a little also while. It drags into summer as well sometimes. <laughs> Out of his slumber. Uh, right, okay, let's uh, talk about Wolves against Norwich. Uh, some big players back for Wolverhampton Wanderers, including Willie Bolly. Yeah, Willie Bolly, back with a bang. Um, he's had 21 games out uh, for Wolves, came back into the game last, uh, last weekend, scored eight points um, and he averages five points a game in Dream Team so very much I think uh, worth looking at he's in the game at 3.2 million um, as well and uh, when you've we've got him against up, at, up with you know the likes of Doherty uh, and uh, and Castro in, in defence it's, it's worth a look I think Okay um, I, I like the look of uh, well, look I think Jimenez has gone for a period where he hasn't scored too many goals but he's had some great chances he had some Brilliant chances last weekend, didn't take yeah. them. It feels like, to me, like it's coming. Yeah, and uh, he's got 153 points. He's actually incredibly consistent. He's having a little bit of a dry spell at the moment, but Wolves are also playing in the Europa League as well still. Mm. So, And the Dream Team obviously counts all the competitions, so probably look at getting Jimenez back in the team if, you, if you've um, got rid of him in, in, in this current spell. Probably worth it. Uh, David and I, and we've already mentioned it, that we were at Norwich against Liverpool last weekend together holding hands. Oh, and oh, we, had, we had a nice time, Thank didn't you. we? We did enjoy we did. it, actually. The pie and chips beforehand, very good. Did you not have that? No. No. Oh. I had the curry and chips. Oh, Se- curry and chips. Sexy David yeah, 101. Curry and chips. <laughs> you only maintain that figure if you uh, shirk <laughs> the pie. Um, a, a quick word on Norwich players. Who impressed you there and would you consider... Well, I know Andrew thinks that a lot of these Norwich players should be cut and none of them should be used at all. Um, but I thought Todd Cantwell was brilliant. I thought he was really good. Um, Grant Hanley, I thought was outstanding at the back. Tim Krull. Made yeah. a great Very double good. save. Mm. So out of that team, I thought there were a few players who, who you know, actually had really good games. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew, your advice to us earlier on was bin off all Norwich players. Do you yeah. stand by that in I, light of David's and McLean. And McLean. I do stand by that just because as much as Norwich play well, yeah. they don't win. Right, we have they're this debate regularly on the podcast. They're still bottom <laughs> of the table, and and look of all the teams like 
the the one that will definitely be going down this season. So, um, so Ooh, it's bold claim. I mean, I, I don't think it's overly controversial. <laughs> no. but like, you stop putting that neck on the line. <laughs> um, but I mean, Camwell, um, McLean, Tetty, and Zimmerman all got the seven plus rating in Dream Team last week, which you know for a losing team is actually quite impressive for at least three, uh, four players to get um, kind of over seven out of ten ratings, which is pretty good. Um, which kind of is quite symptomatic of their season. Play well lose okay so I, I sort of think that when new signings come into the team everyone starts to go oh yeah I'll have a piece of him just to try it out especially if you're not doing very well in your league because you try to spark up your team and catch other uh, competitors unaware uh, but whatever you do don't put Rup in because yes. uh, as David and I found out last week he hasn't scored since April 2018 which for any sort of attacking player doesn't matter who you are that is quite Terrible. troubling mm. but that, doesn't that then beg the question why is Buendia not in the team no, yes it does yeah. I know they've got Duda in there but Buendia had what do you have the most assists yeah, or second yeah. most assists in, yeah. in, the, in the country yeah yeah as was the case in the mid-season quiz I seem to remember a couple of weeks ago it's funny Am that right? you remember that quiz uh, to be honest with you because you didn't remember oh, yeah. the answers I'm still revising you didn't uh, do very well did <laughs> you no I, I didn't do very well yeah. I shouldn't have brought it up really um, no I, I'm surprised that Buendia is not um, is not he not worth hanging on to he's the second highest scorer Norwich player which doesn't say a so lot no. 76 <laughs> points um, so far this season he's still quite cheap 2.5 in the game but um, yeah I mean I stick by my advice probably steer clear of Norwich players OK Crystal Palace Newcastle is the other game that we're going to take a look at and Dubravka's got to be worth a punt isn't he? Yeah he's the fifth highest scoring goalkeeper in Dream Team this season Newcastle have had to uh, a, a fair season I think you know they keep on going through these kind of periods where they're like are they good or are they n- not great or are they, they just weren't fair against Arsenal and they weren't good <laughs> no. at all um, uh, it's surprising to, to tip a goalkeeper who scored minus three points at the weekend but he is still the, the fifth highest scoring goalkeeper uh, in the game Martin Dubravka um, 58 points in total goalkeepers don't really score many points mm. and dream team across the board but yeah Newcastle surely he'll keep a clean sheet here won't he I mean Palace can't score Palace oh. can't score mm. did we uh, do the Everton game together I don't know if we did do the games together or not but I, honestly that was uh, that, w- that was eye-wateringly bad yeah. I mean that performance by Crystal Palace they did score a goal in that game but only because Jordan Pickford just said oh, go oh, on I then. just let one in yeah, yeah, yeah go, go on, on. You can I, mean, I, kind of, I feel sorry for Zaha because there's not much you can do if you're not getting the service or support that you need at all mm. so well yeah and it's I mean the game's 14th versus 13th it's got nil nil written all over it it's funny you mentioned Zaha they've he's kind of been struggling um, he's got three assists in the last six games which is you know okay form really he's not going through a, a crazy dry spell but um, we get our stats from whoscored.com and the seven plus ratings that I talk about he's only got that once in the last nine games he's mm. still picked by six percent of, uh, of teams he's a bit stroppy team. isn't he yeah. I didn't know what you were going to say. <laughs> yeah, but he did. I mean, and probably because he's in a team where he's got a certain level of ability, but those around him yeah. haven't, and that must be quite frustrating for him. But well, he does get quite petulant at times as well. Well, he does. I, I think he's always had that. In fact, I could tell you a story. I went to Palace's training ground a good few years ago when Alan Pardew was manager, and I watched training, and they were playing eleven v eleven, and Wilf is number. 11. 11. So they had bibs with numbers on and he was going to play right wing and there was a bib with number 7 down on the grass and um, Wilf, 7. Wilf went, no, nope, I'm 11. He said, yeah, I know Wilf, but obviously you're playing right wing in, in the game so right wing's number 7. Nope, I'm 11. And he wouldn't put the number 7 bib wow. on. Yeah. And wow. that's Fair head- play. <laughs> was he being serious? He, no, he was being serious. They had a, they had a standoff. They had a standoff. And it, was it a superstitious thing or was no, it? No, no, it was just, just an ego um, thing. An ego yeah, wow. so he's, he he has got that. But going back to Palace, it, that, scored, that could be a good thing, though, couldn't it? 
Um, I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. No, Do you, you don't. Well, no. I'm, I'm asking. Well, like, in a training game, demanding to wear your squad number. I think I'm trying that's to balance bit, this argument out. Yeah. Also, no, because it's making no difference. It's not like oh, he's he's got an ego, la la. So he's getting all the goals, and you know, it's clearly not making a difference. Well, on I the pitch, thought he'd grown it? up by now but he, I think he has grown up a bit but he still has that petulance I also yeah. just love the idea that Alan Pardew sticks to the incredibly rigid traditional formation number seven is right wing yes. presumably right back's uh, number, number two, two as well uh, I mean I know holding the fielder would that be four or six yeah oh. well you know the debate's all up there but yeah. all I can say is it, it, Hal Robson Carlo West number four for West Brom and I'm not happy with that <laughs> yeah. anyway this is the Premier League <laughs> he also also I can imagine that uh, Alan Pardew would absolutely be turning in his um, dugout seat in the middle of the Erie Divisie, um, <laughs> if, he, if he remembered that Khalid Bularuz, a central defender, once wore number nine for yes. Chelsea. Yeah, that's true. No, that would be wrong. Going back to Palace, right? They've scored 23 goals yeah. right, this season. Lowest scorers in the league by yep. a mile. And they've got a striker on loan, Sorloth, who scored 22 at Trapton Sport. <laughs> and you think, well, you in know, Turkey. was he not worth holding on just in case? I mean, they, they just don't get the goals. I yeah. just wonder. Mm. Okay, thank you very much, Andrew. Thank you, Sam. Try and spend uh, the next couple of weeks without uh, walking anybody home or singing. (laughs) I often do my best with that as well. (laughs) If Saints beat Villa, then they will have 34 points. Now, that's not enough to stay up, I don't think, this year. But they have West Ham next, so they soon will have enough, surely. Um... The next couple of weeks, absolutely massive for Southampton yep. and Ralph Hassan. Well, this, I don't know if you've seen this, what happened in the Burnley game, but um, in the programme, there was a piece done by Southampton on, on Burnley, a sort of tactical piece. Yeah. And in it, they highlighted uh, an area to expose Burnley. And it was Charlie Taylor down that, that side of the pitch. So obviously, the players read that and, and Ben Mee and, and whatever. And, and there's Sean Dyche's team talk done mm. there you go this is what they think of you so quite incredible and obviously so in the program itself which by the way I don't know if you realise this but program a lot, a lot of the time when you're an opposition player or a home player next to your changing locker yeah. you will have a copy They'll of the match fun. day mm. program yes you don't have to buy it yep it's, it's free right yeah, okay yeah. okay so they flip through the pages which and they go like, where's this bit about me <laughs> yeah bang oh there it is and oh hang on a minute they, you know Southampton are saying this is where we're weakest and right. obviously they beat them. Um, played really well, Bernie. Not that yeah. necessarily best. Let's, but not, let's not pretend that that was entirely tactical, though, was it? I mean, a lot of that might have been to do with Storm Dennis, who oh, certainly had Oh, it was that first goal, impact. wasn't it? That was weird. Well, the first, yeah, the first goal. But I, look, they've got the worst home re- uh, record in the division, um, yeah. and it doesn't ever look like improving, which I think is a is a worry for them. Yes, they had the Storm, and Danny Ings let that one go at the near post, um, which is why you probably don't have forwards back there doing a defensive job. Once you make a mistake like that, you're like, brilliant, I don't have to do it anymore. Yes, get me out of here. You just right. go back up front. Why did you have 13 clubs again? Because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't defend that near post. Yeah. <laughs> um, Villa has spent a lot of money. Um, should they be struggling as much as they are? I think the mitigating factor to that is that they had a lot of players on loan who left last summer. They needed to rebuild the squad going into the Premier League. However, they spent again in January yeah. and they're still fighting for survival. Yeah, they're 17th. You worry for them. There's, It's a funny one though because it's so tight at the bottom of the table as well and you kind of... I wouldn't like to put any money apart from Norwich on you know who else I think would definitely go down but it's not looking good for them but they can score and they can play good football. Mm. I think this game 
is actually a, a really fun one. I think it could be quite high scoring, actually, because you've got Danny Ings, who's obviously 15 goals, 26 games. He's scoring for fun at the moment. Villa can score. Grealish, you'd expect as well. He can get one or two. We know that from they him. They both concede a lot of goals. I was going to say, yeah. the defensive issues of yeah. both teams mm, are quite mm. poor. I mean, Villa. Aston Villa's issues are, are, are mainly, for me, at the back, because they score enough goals. They, yeah. they, they, yeah. they, they just... And, and well, look at the Engels era the other day. Uh, I mean, well, I trying to control the ball with, with basically his, his, his studs. So, so what know, do you think that's down foot. to? Do you think that's down to a stylistic problem that, that Aston Villa have got? They've, they've tried to be too expansive for the team that they are, or is it an ability problem? I don't know. I mean, the individual areas, you can go back to the mm. Bournemouth game where came, they had a free kick, Bournemouth went into the wall, came to Tyrone Mings, and, and he's tried to leather it all the way down the pitch. Instead, he's kicked it straight back to them. And then they've had a shot of goals, parried Nathan Ake scores. Yeah. And that's, so so Mings has made errors. Mings has made, er- made errors. Engels, Engels has, has made, made errors. So it comes down to individual little mistakes that are really costing any team though isn't it because Mings is still a very good player you wouldn't go oh you know he's made some mistakes but he's a terrible player you'd still say he, he's quite solid Premier League worthy you know well then I don't think they're they're not that far off I think they've lost some half their games by the odd goal mm. so Villa are never far away but it's it's that extra little bit of quality that's telling in the, in the, in the Premier League they've got to play an awful lot of the teams in the top 10 as well yeah. which is a concern for them I think they've got very tough games and if they go down you think I think this like is Grealish, a must win this Grealish is a must win for, for, mm. for both these teams or certainly probably more so for Villa that they yeah. have to get something here with the games they've got coming up so whereas I started this segment by suggesting that Southampton could probably put their season to bed in the next couple of games actually you think that it's Aston Villa who really need this a lot more it, probably oh, even more than Southampton yeah, of course, one hundred percent. Because look, it's so hard this to get wins one of their down few there. Win- winnable, winnable games, games. Yeah, coming up over the next. Yeah, few and weeks. certainly with the, they'll obviously, you know, they might have Southampton's home record, the goals they conceded, and and think, right, come on, can we go there, and and maybe get a result in kickstart, you know, the sort of running. I was watching the Chelsea Manchester United game the other night, and and a lot of the yeah passy tappy 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 try and move up the pitch that way actually takes a bit of time. Yeah. sometimes you need someone to grab Absolutely. the game by the scruff of the neck, yep. take on two players. But well, that's why they signed they, they they want somebody like Hazard to open a door and, and I think mm-hmm. for, for Villa Grealish is that man look I think he would play at Man City easily if they if they had the money he would suit them down to the ground or another club like that and if they go down Sh- surely he, he's not oh, going to stay gone, there he can't no, surely you didn't just say if Manchester City have the money in, <laughs> did you? Well, they don't, do they? Well, they, well yeah, they right have now. The money. Uh, oh, well, they're allowed they, to spend it. Can they do anything it? with it? Yeah. Well, they, oh, but they don't, oh. and they haven't spent it of late, have they? So no, Maybe they're saving it for Jack Grealish. You never know. Well, possibly. Quite possibly. All right, thank you very much. Let's move on to the commentator's curse. Oh, Ugh, yeah. so eerie. Uh, players that we're going to put mockers on, or teams that we're going to put the mockers on this week by giving a statistical reason as to why. They will do well in this round of matches. Now, last week, I tipped Joe Ellington to score at Arsenal. And he nearly did. I've gone for Joe Ellington. (laughs) This week, have you? Yeah. Well, you were quaking in your boots before half-time last week. That's why you've decided to select him this time. Tell us about it. Yeah, so I've gone for Joe Ellington uh, because he scored one Premier League goal all season. So he's gone 22 consecutive top flight games without a goal, which mm. is absolutely ludicrous. That's mental. And he was a club record fee of £40 million versus Arsenal as well. Interestingly, he had a total of 47 touches. Only three came inside Arsenal's penalty area. Uh, he's been described by fans as abysmal. Lovely word there. I thought that was a nice quote. Basically, he needs to score a goal. So I'm thinking this is going to be the game against Crystal Palace. Am I right? Probably not. (laughs) Sounds good to me. (laughs) Uh, David, what you got? 
Not a lot. Okay. Um, <laughs> let, let me try and put the music on. I'll try and... I need the music first. first oh, right, so. okay. Oh, we're not doing the music for me? Is it just yeah, for yeah. Nicole? Yeah, I'll do it. So, my commentator's curse. Well, we spoke about it earlier, so this is a kind of a rehashing. Can you reuse that? So, so just to get this right, you haven't done one, have you? No. <laughs> you normally supply me one. No, I don't. I always do. refuse to supply you with uh, one, and whoever's sitting next to you supplies you with one out well, of the kindness Nicole's of their heart. Not, even though I gave her my pen... <laughs> Hasn't obviously returned the favour. Um, so just bin it, just bin it. If you can't do it, don't worry about okay, it. Okay, no, I do. Put the music on. Okay, the Again? music's on. It's run out. <laughs> can't get it. Either it goes too long or it's too short. Look, sexy David, just right. do it. Sexy okay, David, so 101. Chris- Otherwise, 101. it sounds like he's just being perverted. So I'm going to go with the same game: Crystal Palace, um, Newcastle, and obviously they're division lowest scorers, Crystal Palace, and actually they don't have a striker that scores goals, but they do. But he's playing in Turkey. Okay. So my commentator's curse is that this weekend Palace will score and they'll then have 23 goals, the same as the striker in Turkey, Alexander Solov has this season. Okay, so, so you're hoping now that the people listening to this podcast only joined after our Crystal Palace <laughs> preview bit or, or popped out of the room when... Uh, that's not good. That's not good. Yeah. That's not good broadcasting. No, it's it? not. It's not. It's not, it's not. You need to, you need to rethink your to attitude. Go to broadcasting school. <laughs> okay, here we go. This week I'm going back to the future. Manchester United looking to back up their win against Chelsea with a second successive win against the Hornets. And that's what they should be targeting. Of course, it's Watford. But Watford have have never won an away league game at Old Trafford. Never. Never. They've never won an away league game at Old Trafford. But they might escape with a point, Nigel Pearson's team. The last time... How are they going to do that? They avoided defeat. was back in an era of Fergal Sharkey, Wham!, Level 42, aha, and Martin take on McFly. Me. Yeah, take on me. It was in the charts. Yeah. November. 87? 1985. Oh, yeah, it was a long time ago. How Throwback. old were you in 1985? 1985? Yeah. Ha, of course, I was not born. Yeah. Right. Okay, that's her. I was riding my bike. <laughs> How old were you? You, you? Which club were you at? Then? I had my stabilisers off then, I think. <laughs> I you was had all your stabilisers yeah, off. Yeah. Eight? Were you eight? Oh, yeah, you were yeah. eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you were eight. Oh, you must be playing for someone. What, Academy didn't pick you up at eight years ago? Not that talented. No, I just scraped it. Did you? Yeah. All right, okay. Uh, well, you can just scrape two more podcasts. Oh, I've got this another weekend. follower. Oh, it's Crick. <laughs> we- <laughs> this, week- this weekend, you can download uh, two more podcasts on Saturday night. We've got the uh, Game Day, your verdict, the highlights from <laughs> Adrian Durham and Laura Wood's uh, post match phone ins. And on Sunday, the record book with Danny Kelly, which will be in your inbox on Monday morning at 5 a.m. By the time we reconvene next week, when we preview Watford versus Liverpool, which is our big game next weekend, uh, you could have what, at least. 10, 15 followers. Wow, 10. Yeah, I'm just a joke. I'm (laughs) an online football analyst, but with a stupid name. What is the stupid name again? Just to remember. At, at Sexy, Sexy David, David 101. 101. Okay, folks, if you can get that up to 100, <laughs> I'll change it to something sensible. Uh, this is Talk Sport, and the game day returns this weekend 12 30, live commentary of Chelsea against Tottenham. 5 30, we've got full commentary of the game between Leicester and Manchester City. That was a game day Premier League preview show. A Talk Sport exclusive podcast. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds? We set them. 
Form guides, we've got them. Expert opinions, we share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 